You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click donate. It's not enough to remove the basis for people being treated as less than. We also must challenge the very systems that create less thans and greater thans. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 393. Our title this week is Damage Mitigation versus Changing the System. And our reading is from the Gospel of Mark, Mark 10, 46 through 52. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. At the very beginning of our reflection this week, I want to say I understand the original cultural context of this story, and I still find it deeply ableist. Gospel stories like this one have repeatedly been the seed of society perceiving people with disabilities or different abilities as either less than or associated with even evil. And and, in stories like the one that we read this week, blindness is associated with being sinful, or at least it's a condition that one must be saved from. And consider the lyrics to one of Christianity's most famous hymns, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. The writer, John Newton, associates being blind with being wretched and and lost. And for him, being able to see is synonymous with being saved and being found. So to all my my blind friends this week, I'm deeply sorry. To to my friends who who don't have disabilities but are tempted to imagine that I'm I'm making too much of this connection, consider how you would feel if you had a disability that your society repeatedly attached a moral value to. How would it feel having your disability associated with being sinful or lost or or, or wretched? The story's immediate solution doesn't resonate much with me either. Uh, The man Bartimaeus is trying to survive within a system that marginalizes him because of his blindness. He's neither privileged nor benefited by the system, and he's just left to scrape out his own survival. Survival. Jesus is about to, to go to Jerusalem and overturn the tables of the temple state to protest a, a system that leaves so many impoverished and marginalized. But on his way there, 
His solution for Bartimaeus is to make Bartimaeus not blind. This is comparable to not changing a patriarchal system, but instead making all women men, or or not changing white supremacist systems, but reclassifying people of color, including black people or indigenous communities and immigrants, as white. It's comparable to not challenging a cis-heterosexist system, but transforming LGBTQ folk into straight cisgender or gender uh, conforming. This kind of of conversion therapy would really be a kind of genocide. And I don't believe the solution to a system that treats blind people as inferior is simply just to remove everyone's blindness. Instead, the solution is to challenge and to change the system so that blind people are not marginalized or excluded in the first place. My, My critique, again, Again, it may create more questions than it answers for this week's story. Nonetheless, I believe there are there are questions Jesus followers today need to wrestle with. Can can we follow the values that we have found to be life giving in the Jesus story, while at the same time acknowledging many of the ablest ways that the Jesus story is told in our sacred text? And I believe we can. I believe that we can do better. Some of the most progressive historical Jesus scholars today see in this story a a reflection, at least, of actual deeds the historical Jesus did. Jericho, where the story happens, was the last stop before the temple state's capital, uh, Jerusalem. And there's an economic thread to this story as well. As I said earlier, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to flip the tables of an economic, social, political, and religious system that privileges a few at the expense of many. Jesus meets Bartimaeus at what would have been a a popular location for Jericho's beggars to gather. With the holiday coming up, many people would be making a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate, and the holiday would have it would have put them in the the spirit of giving, and their tithes and offerings would have given them the means to give to so many of the begging people. Bartimaeus and his name too in this narrative, the name it's his name itself it holds meaning. It could mean either son of him who is honored or highly prized, or son of the unclean or uncleanness. And in this story, he's both. This story offers a repeated theme within the Gospels, too. Uh, the crowd obstructs Bartimaeus's attempts to get at Jesus, and, and Bartimaeus's increased efforts are the response that we're, our attention is focused on. I think of women pastors who belong to religious traditions that oppose women's ordination, and how much harder they have to work to follow their calling. I think of how hard people of color have to work to survive within historically white churches. I think of the deep homophobia and biphobia and transphobia that's present in most of Christianity still today and how my LGBTQ friends who who love and follow Jesus, how, how they have to work to stay in their faith traditions even on the edges of those traditions. And then and now, the crowd closest to Jesus is often the biggest obstacle to those on the margins of society who desire an audience with him. And I also love how our story has the poor beggar Bartimaeus throw his 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 cloak aside when he's finally able to get up and go to Jesus. This cloak, which would have been his only one, was also his most prized trade 
tool. He would have spread out his cloak to collect the coins from those passing by. and It was his own meager means to, to get his small livelihood. And he just tosses it aside. Consider the contrast with a couple weeks ago where he talked about the rich man um, in the last chapter of Mark who was, who was called to make reparations and couldn't let anything go. Jesus asks Bartimaeus the same question, too, that he asked of James and John in the pre in last week's podcast. What do you want me to do for you? And the disciples, remember, they wanted Jesus to grant them positions of privilege and honor in their own erroneous definitions of what the reign of God would look like. They assumed the reign of God would still mean privileging some at the expense of others. But Bartimaeus is not asking to be made greater than others. He's asking to be placed on the same level ground with others in an ableist society that economically, socially, religiously, and politically evaluated him as last. He just wants to see. So many disenfranchised and underprivileged people just want to be able to live and thrive on the same level ground as those who are privileged in our present system. For my LGBTQ friends, LGBTQ pride, this is just one example, uh, Pride Month doesn't mean that they desire to be better than others. Pride for them is, is the opposite of shame. It's not the opposite of humility. It's to celebrate being of equal worth to everyone else in the world that continually strives to make them feel inferior. Bartimaeus just wants to see and experience all that his sight would enable him to have in his society. I'm glad the story doesn't end with Jesus just giving him the ability to see, as I said earlier. That wouldn't go far enough. Fortunately, the story doesn't end with immediately he received his sight. It ends with immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. What road was it that Bartimaeus joined Jesus on? It was the road to Jerusalem. That road ended in a temple courtyard with tables of money changers being overturned. It ended in actions that that so threatened the system that they landed Jesus on a Roman cross with other political rebels within the week. So what's my takeaway from this story? On our way to creating a, another world, we are to engage in damage mitigation. And, and while we're working toward a world that is safe, compassionate, and just for everyone, we're to work to mitigate the damage that our present world is doing by not being just or safe or compassionate for everyone. Yet, we must remember that that damage mitigation itself isn't enough. It's not enough to remove the basis for people being treated as less than. We also must challenge the very systems that create less thans and greater thans. Jesus didn't just give Bartimaeus his sight. He continued on the road to challenge a system that made a blind man a beggar to begin with. And we have to do the same. Heart Group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, damage mitigation while necessary. It doesn't challenge nor does it change systems of harm. What are the differences between charity and justice? Why are both necessary and why does the, term, the church seem to excel at charity but often fail at, at justice? And what are both the risks and the rewards of working for a more just world? Discuss all 
of that with your group? And what can you do? Number three, what can you do uh, this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.